existed. But I do. And people are starting to notice. You think this is funny? Is this a joke to you? Murray, one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? And here we go. It's the comic, 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 comic book book. Man, you come right out of a comic Leroy, aka the podcaster who laughs, with my co-host. This is Eli the Juggalo. <laughs> You've been saving it all all year. That nah, nah, was just right on the spot. Oh, right on the spot. The okay, <laughs> I underestimated your power. Okay, yeah. So we are back another episode, and yeah, we have we've been actually waiting for this one for a while now. This is a a big tentpole movie. Finally, drop a comic book movie that's finally dropped. So whatever that does, we, what we do is that we just make a whole episode dedicated to that said movie, you know, and just really just dig in, just talk about it. So if you come looking for reviews, comic reviews, and you want to hear what we got to talk about, what came out this week, Eli, Red Hit, Hood and the Outlaws or some bullshit? House of X, last one, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going to direct you to Comic Cast. <laughs> yeah, for the, the two listening right and and the one that might give a shit right and the one that accidentally came here by talking balls <laughs> click the wrong link yes we're going to send both of our listeners to other podcasts <laughs> so yeah but let's go ahead and start this off so uh elon normally when we do this we always talk about like oh where do we know the character from and stuff like that but let's do do something a little bit different because because it's the fucking Joker. It's the, the Joker. We've known everybody the Joker. knows who the fucking. Joker. I, I I grew up knowing who the Joker was. The Joker was on Super Friends. Joker was on Batman sixty six. Joker was on uh Batman. He's one of the most iconic comic book characters of all time, like top three, mm-hmm. uh, maybe top yeah, two yeah. if you really want to go there. Yeah. I mean, and eventually, you know, uh, Wonder Brother got to the point that okay, the guy is so popular. Why don't we just make a movie? I mean. You say what you want to about Suicide Squad, that movie made money. And mostly it probably made money because Joker's face was plastered all over the trailer more than it was in the actual movie. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. people just wanted to see, even though it was a shitty version of Joker, people don't care. They just want Joker. You know? Yeah. Let's back this up to Batman 89. We're saying, oh, this is the first Joker movie. Is it though? Because we did a movie? commentary on Batman 89, and even then was really a Joker movie with Batman kind of like as, as a side character. Yeah, because, yeah, Tim Burton was more interested in the villains. Right. And the same thing with, you know, Penguin in the next movie, stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Joker was uh, highly prominent in the first Batman movie. 
uh dark knight he was a villain you know he's playing like a terrorist you know stuff like that and you know but now we have this new take on the joker which you know we're going to talk about in a second but the reason we want to do something different about where do we know this character from because a lot of people have, are, are confused eli i've been getting you know people know that i do a podcast well some people do and they and keep asking me questions about this movie especially when they've been advertising and hyping it up as much like they want to know like is this the definitive origin of the joker i'm like no not. No, like they no. really just stuck Joker's name on another movie. Mm-hmm. That's really what they did. Yeah. Oh, we can talk about that all day long. Like, is this the definitive? Worst thing, there is no definitive origin of the Joker. The closest one that we've ever had is the Killing Joke, and even in like the second to the last page of that book, he says my origin multiple choice. You know, yeah. even I don't remember how it became how it became, you know, the same way Heath Ledger was given a different origin every time somebody asked him the question. Yeah. And so we've never had a definitive origin. And this movie wants to give us one. And that's why I was into like, I don't know, should this movie even exist? Is this going to be this year's Venom? You know, a movie we didn't ask for. Uh, they just want to crank out a villain movie, you know, just to, to test the waters and see what happens and see what the crowd reacts to it. And like Venom was. I don't care. It was whatever, whatever. Made a shit ton of money. But this year, we actually have... Uh, and let's actually back up to actually what, what the concept of this movie was. Because, like I said, at first, Martin Scorsese was executive producer of this movie. He was supposed to be the one making this movie. But yeah. he actually dropped out of the movie because he wanted to make Irishman. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and that's when he handed the reins over to Hangover alum Todd Phillips that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard old but school old school road trip those classic movies mm-hmm. so let him make a, a, a super villain crime drama because that's obviously the best choice you know so yeah so here we are now with a Joker movie and oh Eli should I read off the box office if you like it. I'm getting ahead of myself oh don't worry we are recording I, I checked I got the numbers <laughs> fucked up last time enough fucking up this time but Well, while I'm putting the numbers, let's fill it up for a second. Eli, give it to me. What is the number one movie of the week? I'm sure it was The Joker. I heard it's breaking all kinds of records. Yeah, it's breaking all kinds of records. The, the funny thing is, last year, Venom broke all those records. You know? Okay. So now Joker is breaking all of Venom's records. You okay. know? So it uh, did. It's the highest grossing October uh, opening of all time, which is at $93 million. You know, ninety three million five hundred something like that. We don't know. That's the exact, pretty good. That's pretty good. That's that's damn good. That is actually either that's actually tied with Justice League's opening weekend. Okay. Yeah. So we have a movie of one of Batman's villains where Batman doesn't even appear in is doing the same numbers with like half the budget of a Justice League movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it, this is the world we live in now. So it's crazy. Keep going down the list. Number two, we have Abominable. Abominable. Say that five mm-hmm. times fast. Uh, number three, oh, it's losing steam. Downton Abbey. Oh damn. Yeah, I'm almost. I'm almost willing to go see that movie. I want to know what the hype I, is all about. It's isn't it just rich folks in England or something? That's all it is. Back in like, is it like an oldie, old time? Yeah, movie like or Victorian something? era or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. It might be now. I don't know. I've never been to England. They might do this shit now. I don't know. (laughs) It wasn't a James Bond movie. I don't know. It's tea time. (laughs) Right. Uh, Number four, we have Hustler, the J-Lo movie. Number five, It, Chapter 2. 
Um, we have number six, Ad Astra, the Brad Pitt movie. Number seven, Judy. Uh, number eight, Rambo: Last Blood, which seems to be falling still, way down. Still yeah. Number nine, War. Now, War is an interesting movie. War is yeah. actually an Indian movie. Is it? Yeah. And it's uh was migrated or whatever over here. One of Bollywood movies or something? Not really a Bollywood. I, I didn't see the, but yeah, from that era. But it's not a Bollywood. I don't think they like shoot people and start dancing in between it, you know. But <laughs> something like that, you know. Uh, but it's one of those movies that broke out over here and actually doing pretty good. So okay, pretty cool. Uh, and number ten, Good Boys. So we're still hanging in. Damn, there. that's still in the top ten. That's still in the top ten. Uh, and that's another thing because one of the themes of the movie that we're going to talk about later on is that is comedy dead because you know Ty Phillips, you know, came out and said you know he doesn't want to do another Hangover four or Old School two anything like that because of woke culture or cancer cancel culture you know because yeah. they're they're killing off comedy movies now people got upset about everything he said but even before he said that like two or three weeks ago even on this show we we made we asked the question are comedy movies dead yeah. because for the most part they don't make money anymore not good boys is making money but other than good boys you can't really think of it just a mainstream comedy that's just making movies i mean just making money yeah i mean picture people bitch are you know bitch about like Stand-up specials now, you know? <laughs> exactly. Dave Chappelle. That's another thing he was talking yeah. about. Like, he actually made an example of Dave Chappelle. Because Dave Chappelle is pretty much doing the exact same stand-up he was doing last decade. Now, this yeah. decade, everybody wants to cancel him. Yeah. You know, it's and not if that you, he changed. If you, if you laughed, if you laughed at Dave Chappelle's comedy, well, then you you must like Trump. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you sis. Yeah. You cisphobic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that's all this shit we're hearing now. So it's just this culture is changing where you have to be careful what you say. I mean, think about it. At the Oscars, we didn't even have a host for the Oscars because of cancel culture. Like, nobody yeah. even wanted to step in and do a host of the culture because they didn't want, you know, some of their old tweets to be dug up or some of their old standard material getting dug up or anything like that. Uh, and Ty Phillips not the only person to say this stuff. Dave Chappelle's not the only person to say this stuff. Uh, everybody's, you know, comedy god. Jerry Seinfeld said this shit. Yeah, Chris Rock doesn't do colleges anymore. He quit right. doing colleges because of that. Right. So it's not something he just said out of a bubble. He's not saying unpopular opinion. He's saying the same stuff other more successful popular comedians have said. They said the same thing. Yeah. And so, yeah. but but he's the one that's getting in trouble for it. Yeah, because so. he said it. Because he said it, right? Yeah. Who the fuck and then you? you have all these. You have the woke community coming down on him because that's the internet group think. You know, they they all band together and jump on, you know, jump on a viral campaign for a few days. And, you know, because, you know, that, the Internet mob mentality that we live in. Yep. Then we move on to the next outrage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like like now now Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Now he's uh, it's time to cancel him now. <laughs> I was trying to avoid the Martin Scorsese thing. Oh, I'm, I'm all about like if 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 I didn't see the Joker movie and I almost didn't. I was like, I was totally down to like go on. And that's why I wanted you to see it, so we could avoid it. But <laughs> since we're going to bring it up, since you brought it up, and, and the thing is, talking about this Joker movie, if we're going to do a deep dive into it, we can't ignore Martin Scorsese because his yeah. DNA is all over this movie. Yes. Even yes. though he, they say he dropped that executive producer, but it's it's all in there. Uh, now, as far as Martin Scorsese, like I said, we, we know what he said. He said that uh, he hasn't seen comic book movies. He doesn't take them seriously. They're not real cinema. They're he theme park if you read yeah, the quote, he, said he, he tried, tried right? but yeah. he couldn't get into it. And he's like, ah, that's not cinema. And 
that's what set off the shitstorm of, you know, comic book nerds losing their shit, you know, over arguing whether or not the MCU are considered cinema. Man. Right, and I'm one of those, you know, triggered nerds that, you know, he pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, and he I'm, saw that when he, I mean, what's just... I'm, I didn't get pissed off. I thought it was funny because, like, I, I, I agree to a certain extent, but I also, like, just think it was funny because, yeah, I think... I mean, for me, the Marvel movies have some of the best cinematic, like, scenes. Like, you cannot, like, watch that end game when the motherfuckers come through all the, that battle and not feel shivers. Like, oh, my God. Like, that was, like, just cinematic gold to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, they're full of these great cinematic moments. But I get what he's saying, that, you know, he's an old man. Like, you said it yourself. You brought your modesty end game, and she didn't know what the fuck was going on. True. You know, <laughs> you know, you know what's funny about Endgame? Uh, I hate to do the sidebar, but I was talking to my mom the other day, and she was like, they're making a Black Panther 2? Didn't he die in, in one of those movies? I'm like, mom, he came back. And which one? The last one I took you to. Oh, I don't remember yeah. anything that happened in the movie. Yeah, she, like, they don't care. They, like, this, the MCU are made for this specific crowd, you know? Mm-hmm. And and we we've they've done something that's never been done in movies before. We can give them all that credit. But yeah, they don't stand alone as, on their own. Like each movie, you have to have known what happened to get in to every movie. Otherwise, it's just episodic TV, you know, to a, nor- to a, a person who doesn't give a shit. And Mark Scorsese, he's a fucking hippie. He's an old ass fucking doped out hippie who doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're expecting him, he's going to like Thor Ragnarok? Like, right, and, and I get it. He's he's a baby boomer, so he's not gonna. So, yeah. so I'm not gonna. I'm not so triggered. Like I'm looking on Twitter and I'm seeing other comic book nerds. Like, who the fuck is Martin Scorsese? What does he know about movies? You know, I'm not doing that. You know. Yeah. You know, they asked him, and he and he gave him an answer. Now everyone's mad at him. Right, but my thing is the way. It's the same way with Ty Phillips. It's the delivery. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like he could have said, "Okay, I tried to watch him. I couldn't get it to him. Cool. Yeah. I don't like these movies. Cool. You know." But the fact that he calling them not cinema, that is what I had a problem with. Because what who determines what cinema and what isn't cinema? You know, especially since the way he described what cinema is supposed to be. Cinema is supposed to be where characters supposed to, you know, where you're supposed to connect with these characters on a human level. That's cinema. Yeah. That's the fucking Marvel movies. And that's what Marvel has done with these superhero movies right. is made them human. Right. Now yeah. if you want to pick on <laughs> Fast and the Furious and Transformers or even the DC movies. I get that. I mean, it, B, BVS, Batman v Superman is everything he just described. If he said that, I can't get into that movie because it's not real cinema, I'd have a problem with that. But he's shitting on the, the MCU for doing the stuff that made them successful. That's why they're more successful than the X-Men movies or, you know, these other non-Spider-Man movies or Venom that came out last year. Because people do connect with these characters. Like, when Tony Stark died, how many people crying in the theaters? Yeah. You know, that wouldn't happen unless you connected with that character. Yeah. But to the to his credit, you got to admit that if it weren't for Kevin Feige hiring well-established filmmakers to launch the MCU, True. like Favreau, like Kenneth Branagh, and who's like from Shakespeare and uh, what's his name? Joe Johnston, who grew up, you know, doing Star Wars movies and Raiders of the Lost Ark. He did Rocketeer, so he, he was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, he... He, they hired well-established filmmakers to launch these movies, and that's why we responded to them. Then mm-hmm. once they got successful, they just they became a corporation and just hired a bunch of yes men to do what they want. But um, but in, in the beginning, it was 
I, I disagree with you there too because they still are making better. They're making they're hiring better directors than they did back then. Yeah, I mean, yeah Joe sure. Johnson did Rocketeer, but what did he do after that? You know, now they have you know James Gunn, you know, cracking out these but like, movies. But like the chick who quit because she couldn't direct the action scenes and you know stuff like that. You know, they're just hiring. They're just a corporation now that isn't gonna hire anybody who's gonna challenge them. You know, and, you know, like you're not gonna get Scorsese. They're not gonna get. You're not gonna get him to make a Marvel movie. What, what, those, some... those, those are two different audiences. Those are two different audiences. So, okay, so yes, we already know that if you're looking for a Scorsese type movie, you're not gonna get that from a Marvel movie. I get that, but just because they don't make a Scorsese movie, they're not cinema. That's that's the hypocrisy of it. That's gatekeeping. That's what that is. You know, like, yeah, if it was I... some random dude saying this, just some old dude saying this, I wouldn't care. But the fact that Martin Scorsese's name holds weight and influence, that's gatekeeping. It's the same thing as uh, people saying heavy metal isn't music. You know, when Roger Eber used to say video games aren't art. You know, uh, Bill Maher saying comic books aren't literature. It's the same yeah. shit he's doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. That's what, yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> he was, he's an old man who doesn't like this shit. I, I, I said to myself, <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a baby boomer. So, yeah. I mean, his opinion is going to be that, so. Like I said, so, un until these old fuckers die off, they're going to keep having the same old opinion. I mean, I mean, Steven Spielberg got, you know, said the shit about Netflix, and then everyone, oh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like Netflix movies aren't aren't movies and or whatever aren't shouldn't be nominated, nominated for, for Oscars Oscar or, whatever, or, or whatever, you know. Then you know, I kind of agree with, but that's that's a whole nother op. Can we actually talk about the movie now? Uh, sure. Because I, I know I knew the Scorsese bullshit was going to come up. Let's get this shit out the way. Move on from that. But like I said, talking about this movie, we got to talk about Scorsese. Also, the reason we got to talk about Scorsese because his movie is all over. I mean, his DNA is all over this movie. Now, people keep saying this movie isn't like the comic. This, like, if you go to this movie and you're expecting a comic book version of the Joker, you're gonna be disappointed. He's not. You know, spraying people with laughing gas. He has no joy buzzers. He's not throwing whoopee cushions. He didn't have a clown car. None of that shit is in the movie. This is a completely different interpretation of the movie. Matter of fact, Todd Phillips, when he first, uh, you know, approached DC with this movie, he wanted to make put it in his own studio or a different label called DC Black. He was like, let's make a, a label called DC Black, which like Elseworld adult-oriented movies. Let me do that. They didn't do that, but they ended up making a DC Black, you know, comics of that stuff but what we're looking at here even though scorsese is an executive producer but this movie is like a mashup or even a mixtape of scorsese <laughs> classic movies so you have tra uh taxi driver mm -hmm. and you have the king of comedy now of course taxi driver was a bigger movie classic robert de niro started that you have a lesser known movie called the king of comedy which robert de niro also starred in that you know, uh, didn't quite make as much money, but basically, if you watch those movies, it's whole scenes ripped from like plot lines. Like the plot, the plot of this is pretty much, you know, tit for tat like the King of Comedy. Yeah. Like it's right down to me. There's even scenes taken right out of it from this. It's, from King it's of a mashup of Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. That's yeah. basically what. It is. That's basically what it is. Both uh, Scorsese movies, and that's what they were trying to do. So this is why I say, Eli, that this movie was a Trojan horse. The reason I say okay. this movie was a Trojan horse because, let's say, and I was watching Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy, you know, this week, and I was thinking like, wow, what if they made a remake of the remake of these movies? 
you know, what would that be like? And I already know what that would be like. If they made a remake of Taxi Driver or they made a remake of uh, The King of Comedy, nobody would see it. No, I've sa- I said that months ago. I say like, there's no way. And we were talking about Kubrick on Geek Savage. Like, there's no way movies like The Shining or Taxi Driver could get made nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can't make Taxi Driver now unless you put the Joker in. Exactly. That's, that's when people will give a shit. Because that's you what know? you did. What, you, what you're going to do is that, okay, we, we know we have a classic movie. This movie has stood the test of time. This movie, because Taxi Driver has been ripped off plenty of times. Mm-hmm. You can say, especially in comic books, you can say The Punisher's a version of Taxi Driver. You know, yeah, to, I mean, it came point. out. It yeah. came out like right during Death Wish and mm-hmm. Dirty Hair, the Dirty Harry movies, and the French Connection. Those hard, you know, hard-boiled detective movies. You know, the, where the you know the cop goes on alone, or you know, or a vigilante. But the thing about Taxi Driver, what set them apart is he wasn't connected to like law enforcement or like or like Death Wish. He had a family and shit. Mm-hmm. This was just a a guy going crazy. Right. <laughs> but around that time, there were stories of vigilantes out there, you know, mm-hmm. doing shit yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's the thing that, you know, we're, we're seeing these movies um, like we're seeing Scorsese, we're seeing. But if they remade these movies today, we know they're classic movies, but we wouldn't see them or they wouldn't get any kind of publicity because it'd be just another movie because people aren't seeing anything unless it's a, a people. They don't even get people's attention unless it's attached to a comic book property. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. That's that's the thing, you know. Yeah, so that's and why I think I say that, this movie that's, was that's one horse. of the things I think Scorsese was getting at too. Mm-hmm. It's like you know nobody gives a shit about like regular movies unless you know you have to you know feed into this corporate machine of what makes money, you mm-hmm. know, and what makes money is comic book movies. And, and yeah, I mean I agree that you know I think this movie will open like the younger generation's eyes to a different kind of movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I think because this movie exists, I think it'll show like, oh, movies can be about character studies. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be these big bombastic blockbusters, what's they're used to. You know, it's, what's it's kind of like, like putting your medicine or, your, you know, your, your, your vitamins into your soup or yeah. your, your, your cake or something like that, you know, kind of like sneaking it into in your food. Yeah. Like the like, that's the thing is like this is an unconventional comic book movie, and people like the public nowadays aren't used to that. But Martin Scorsese, he's always done. These are like his type of movies. He's always he doesn't do like the traditional Hollywood trope, you know, with a beginning, middle, and ending. Most of his movies are about character studies. You know, there's no big conflict and resolution at the like. My favorite movie is Goodfellas. And that doesn't that just that's just the life three decades of, of in the mob. There's no like, you know, OK, he you know, he, he there's a middle conflict. And at the end, he saves the day. No, it's just random moments throughout the years of this guy being a gangster. There's really no salute resolution at the end, you know, which like what people are used to. We're used to the introduction, the confrontation. And then at the end, it resolves itself. That's like the three act structure of all these Hollywood movies that everyone's used to. And Scorsese's never done that, mm-hmm. you know. He's always made, yeah, Taxi Driver, King of Comedy, fucking Raging Bull. These are all, you know, movies about characters and just what they go through, getting in the inner workings of how they view the world. I mean, and audiences aren't used to that sort of thing. 
you know, they need things spoon fed. And I think this movie will open their eyes like, no, these type of movies ex exist and right. have always existed. They've always existed. Like they still exist yeah. now. We just ignore yeah. them. Yeah, nobody goes and sees them. Like I said, no one's no one no one will go see Taxi Driver now unless you put the Joker in it. Right. You know, and that's why it's made a bunch of money. Right. And whoever <laughs> whoever idea that was, honestly, is genius. It is. Yeah. Like you, okay, we know when people are not going to see the uh, people. Uh, we remade Death Wish. No one gave a shit. No one gave a shit. But in make fact, that same movie with the Punisher in it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll sell like gangbusters. Yeah. The yeah, same that's what it fucking was. movie, you know, and that's what the Punisher was. <laughs> that's all the Punisher was. He was Death Wish. So that's what yeah. I'm gonna. You're gonna start seeing. Uh, hopefully, that's the lesson. I hope that's not the lesson, but maybe that is the lesson that people learn because I think if you do ninety million dollars in a week in Octo in October in a weekend, this is a game changer. Yeah. You know, people are gonna look at it differently about how they need to approach these movies. What do we need to do to make money? Yeah. You know, I mean, James Gunn, he did it. He like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's Reservoir Dog. That's Goodfellas. Yeah. In space. <laughs> in space. <laughs> and, you know? Uh, yeah. You know? Well, I was going to say like the Dirty Dozen or something like yeah, that. Yeah, know, those, yeah. Those, those, yeah. Those, the, 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 the ragtag bunch Magnificent of Magnificent Seven, whatever you yeah, call it. criminals that come together to do a job or whatever. You know, those heist movies. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's an age-old story. They just keep retelling yeah. over and over again. But, yeah, mm -hmm. it's all about presentation. Yeah, I mean... Uh, fucking Winter Soldier. That's all the presidents met with Captain yeah, America. With Robert Redford in it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, with yeah, right. he wasn't. That's right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a political thriller. You just threw Captain America in it. And <laughs> and so, so they they know what they're doing with these movies. They they know they have these classic stories because nobody's seen Text Driver. Like nobody's alive. Yeah, it's sad. Cause that's like one of my all-time favorite movies. Right, and you know what's really fucked up? Like everybody's freaking out over Joker right now, but Taxi Driver was like more shocking, you know, more mm -hmm. violent. Yeah. <laughs> then, then that movie came out forty-three years ago. It's like y'all can't y'all pissed off. Y'all are triggered by Joker. Like, what oh, do you yeah. think would happen when you watch that movie? Yeah, I mean that. Like, I do. I bought a green army jacket back in high school because of that movie. <laughs> and now I'm Not thinking back when I saw it, you know, when I saw Taxi Driver, and you can see that so many movies and and you know mediums have ripped off that movie, yeah. like even Frank Miller in yeah. Batman Year One. Yeah, that's essentially what he was doing. I mean, the the, the voice that when he does it with Daredevil. Yep. Daredevil, his Daredevil comics, he's basically Travis Bickle writing in his diary. That exactly. inner voice, you know, Marv and Sin City and Dark Knight, you know. Gordon in Dark Knight, that that inner voice in his head is just there to just Travis Bickles, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, so, so, but let let's get back on track. So, like I said, it, it Scorsese's DNA is all over this movie. Uh, but let's talk about some things that the movie's actually talking about. Well, well, first off, do you want to give like a a quick review of it? I know I mean, we should probably said that earlier, but you just want to give a quick review of it. Uh, I guess you want me to go first. Yeah. You go first. They'll give us a simple one, then we'll dig deeper into it later on. But just like your first thoughts, kind of give an idea of what we think about this movie before we go deeper into it. Um, okay, sure. Um, I guess my my initial reaction, I thought it was I. <laughs> okay. I thought it was okay. Um, like I said, I appreciate what they're doing. I like the fact that this movie, this type of comic book movie exists, that um, like you said, it is a Trojan horse. It, it will probably open today's comic book nerds and today's 
you know, the younger generation into other forms of cinema, like Martin Scorsese, even if they're not triggered and pissed off at him. Like, like, <laughs> <They> yeah. <canceled. laughs> yeah. If they don't cancel him, like maybe they will check out some of his older stuff and appreciate what he was doing mm-hmm. and not, you know, and not judge him by the, by his art. And oh my God, he made all these fucked up movies. The motherfucker was a hippie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he made all these rock and roll documentaries too. It, Martin Scorsese is known for like three fucking movies, but he's made like 30 of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, but, I guess my main thing is because I'm such a Martin Scorsese fan and I love Goodfellas and movies like Taxi Driver and shit. You know, like when you hear a cover song, you know, mm-hmm. and they go, oh, that was a pretty good job. Or what's that band that those little kids that sound like Led Zeppelin? What are they called? Greta Van Fleek or whatever or something? Yeah. But you, you're basically saying, like, if you hear a song and Jay-Z does a sample of it. So. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Or these kids that sound like Led Zeppelin, they're doing a pretty good job. But in the end, you just kind of want to go listen to Led Zeppelin. Right. And that's kind of what I saw. I was like, okay, yeah, this is Taxi Driver and King of Comedy with the Joker in it. That's kind of cool. But you know what? I would just rather go watch the original movies. You know, that's right. kind of how I felt <laughs> about this. Like, he's he's hitting all those beats and like you said, scene for scenes are just totally right into this movie. He's taking scenes right, at, you know, right out of those two movies and putting it into to the Joker. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I I, I recognize that. Um, but like I said, I'm such a fan. Like I can see the influence, but you know, because of that, I was like, ah, oh, it's okay. You know, um, there were a couple of scenes that I thought were great, and at one point. I think halfway through, they totally got me. Because I was kind of like ho-hum for like the first half of the movie. Mm -hmm. But when they sort of dropped this twist, I was like, oh, shit, they really got me. I won't get into spoilers yet. But I was like, wow, okay, now you got me. Now this movie is its... So about the second halfway through the movie, then you unfolded your arms, you know? Yeah, I was like, okay, now this movie has its own identity. You know what I'm saying? And I was along for the ride. Um, And then they kind of lost me at the end. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> at least they had you for a little while so. they had me for a little bit and then i was like okay but it was what i thought it was gonna be because i was never that turned on by the trailers i mm. saw the trailers i'm like eh, i don't know about that i i would rather just i want the comic book version of the joker i want i like my batman larger than life i like I like the Burton Batman movies. I like the animated series. You know what I mean? I like, you know, Gotham being this other world fantasy realm. You know, I like that. That's what, that's the appeal to me. And my, my, the thing with this movie and like the Nolan movies is they're so based in reality that once you do that, once you base Batman into reality, it all kind of falls apart. And we talked about this. If Batman existed in real life, Bruce Wayne would do a lot more with right, his money. Well, we hope than, we would. Yeah. Yeah. Then beating the shit out of, you know, poor folk in the hood. You know, <laughs> we talked about this. So when you put the reality restraints on Batman, the myth kind of just breaks down and isn't that much fun. Mm-hmm. And that's what this movie was. It wasn't a lot. It was a bummer to watch. Yeah. <laughs> was, but I think that was the, the point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. They were. They wanted to bum you out, and that's what I thought. I was like, "Well, I'm not interested in seeing a depressing version of the Joker." 
<laughs> and that's what I got. <laughs> so because of that, I'm like, okay, it's about as it's about what I thought. You know, I thought it was okay. So okay, cool. Yeah. All right, you got to slap a score on it. Ah, three out of five. Cool. Okay. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because for all the hype that this movie's been getting, like you know, eight minute standing ovations and it's winning all these awards stuff like that. Yeah. I'm looking at the Rotten Tomatoes score right now. The movie is actually pretty divisive. Like even when I go online right now, the movie's pretty divisive. Like mm-hmm. people love it, some people, you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't see why it got a standing ovation, eight minute standing. I, I don't do anything for eight minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> ladies, I'm sorry. I'm just letting you know that now. Yeah, I was at a show last night and I, I clapped a couple times, but not for eight minutes. Right, not you for know? eight minutes. Like damn. that's longer than the song. You know? <laughs> Uh, so yeah so i'm gonna just give my uh you know opinion on it so yeah i agree with everything you said eli but however i went into this movie completely different i was like okay i know it's a uh scorsese ripoff you know i know it has nothing to do with the comics because ty phillips and both joaquin phoenix already said they just threw out the source material and didn't give a shit about any of it so i knew that going Mm -hmm. into this movie i'm just like i'm just going to see a movie just a movie not with the joker not with whatever just give me a movie and just tell me, you know, what, what you have. And like I said, the movie was a slow burn. You know, wasn't a whole lot of action in it. Uh, it was more of a character study about how the, you had this guy that basically was already teetering. You know, he was walking the edge already, you know, between sanity and sanity. And basically the movie is about how he just at the end of the movie just embraces insanity at the end of the movie. So the whole movie is pretty much just showing you beat for beat how that goes. And what I was scared of this movie was, you know, was it going to paint him as a victim? Was he going to go too far, you know, walk into a, a supermarket and just shoot everybody up like that? Like, hey, I'm the Joker. You know, he didn't do yeah. that. They went out of their way to put that anybody that the Joker, you know, you know, lashed out at, they paced to try to make a scene like that. In his mind, it was justified, you know. Yeah, Whether it was yeah. justified, that, that's another whole story. But in his mind, it was justified. So I feel like they walked that line. They didn't, eh, you know, they didn't. I don't, I don't even agree with that, but uh, go ahead. Okay, we, we, we'll talk about that in a second. Because I thought some of his actions were quite horrific. But, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> like I said, they, it was that line. But the yeah. point was the movie was, you know, not picking. I, I, I don't think the movie picked a side. I don't think the movie was trying to paint him as a victim. Because no, that's, I, and I don't think I don't think it was like glorifying him or trying to make him like sympathetic or like we would exactly root for him. exactly. Yeah. That's I don't think thing. it went there, which right. is what when, people were afraid of. Well, we, yeah. some people were afraid. I was afraid of that. You know, I feel yeah. like is the movie being responsible for what they're saying with it? And I think they did a good job of not painting him as a victim, although he did, you know, feel like a victim in his mind. But everybody else around him saying that, no, we, the life is fucked up for everybody. We don't snap out. We don't go, go crazy. That's on you. You know, the movie went yeah. out of their way to do that. So it wasn't yeah. picking sides. You know, people are like, oh, uh, incels are going to see this movie and just start shooting up everything. You know, no, it's not going to happen because they didn't they didn't portray him. Now, some people do see him as a victim. Like like I said, and that's, a, that's the thing I think I do like about this movie that. Some people watching this movie do see him as a victim. Some people do see him as a narcissist, but it all depends on what you bring into the movie. Now, yeah. as far as the execution of the movie, I'll just talk about this like narrative wise, especially towards the end. I do think the end was kind of sloppy, you know, chaotic, you know, yeah. but they reached it. They, they did reach at some point. Right, but at the same time, it's the Joker. He's sloppy and chaotic, especially when he was embracing the insanity of everything that was going on. So 
the movie was just reflecting his point of view. Now, does that give that a pass for doing that? Mm, kind of, maybe. But the whole point, when you think about the movie, everything that you saw, you can't even really rely, you can't even believe what you saw was real or wasn't real yeah. because you were watching it through the eyes of the Joker. And that, to me, was the brilliant of the movie. You're watching the movie through the eyes of a madman. Yeah. So, yeah. He thinks everything he's doing justified. That doesn't make it justified. It's yeah. just he's rationalizing. He's well, just, just how they were they were blurring between what was real and what wasn't. Like, right. You can tell like a lot of the shit. He was just living inside his head. Exactly, and, yeah. and I think I think some of that stuff flew over people's head. Then I realized that everything you're seeing isn't necessarily played out the way it was. Like I give you an example: the the comedy scene where he was doing the stand up uh, comedy. You know, he was laughing controllable. Yeah, but then he went on and did his routine, and it made it seem like everybody was laughing. And know? then the and then the music. I mean, spoilers, but no one's laughing. But then all of a sudden, that music starts playing. Right. And that's all you it, like. The fantasy sort of sort of takes over, and in his mind, he's making everybody's laughing. But it's and he's putting on this great performance. But right. that's just all in his head. And I like how they basically whenever the music would take over, you know, okay, he's this motherfucker's crazy. Right, he's in his head, right. Yeah. And that's the thing, the movie wasn't trying to make you sympathetic of him. The movie was basically saying he's pathetic. Yeah. And I'm, I'm yeah. fine with that, you know. So all my fears of this movie was alleviated when I actually, actually watched the movie instead of people just freaking out and just making all these, you know, these, you know, uh, provocative headlines to or clickbait to get people to pay attention, you know. Yeah. The movie made sure they walked the line and see what's going on. And I think at the end of the day, that's the brilliance of the movie. Now, yes, the movie was sloppy, this is a Scorsese. This is a Scorsese fanboy making a movie. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, people are talking about this movie. The movie did stick with you. This isn't Hobbs and Shaw. I walk out like, eh, that's cool, <laughs> and forgot everything that happened when I walked, got back to my car. People yeah. are talking about this movie. It's raising a conversation about you know mental health, about gun violence, about things like that. It's bringing conversations that we're scared to talk about. Like, the shit happens in real life, we ignore it. But it happens in a oh, comic yeah. book movie, we address it. Yeah, you hear all these the these news stories. Motherfucker got kicked out of a theater in New York because he was laughing right. during one of the violent scenes and shit or something like that. And, right. And like a bunch of people in California fled the theater because right. something shit went down. <laughs> like, oh, I'm me. seeing all kind of shit like uh, <laughs> and this actually really did happen. They had they actually had signs on some doors in the uh, movie theater saying that. No, no adult is allowed in to see the Joker movie by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> basically, you basically got to sign no incels allowed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like shit you heard, like in the seventies, like like people fainting during the Exorcist and all that shit back in like the seventies, and you know, mm-hmm. all that you know that type of shit. <laughs> so, I mean, but like I said, the same thing happened doing Taxi Driver. People were yeah. afraid that movie was going to have people go out and start shooting people. Yeah, I remember Remember the movie Falling Down with Michael Douglas. We forgot about Falling Down. That's what a lot yeah. of people are saying. Like, people don't remember Taxi yeah. Driver, but they remember Falling Down. Yeah. Which is and the that, same that, thing. Yeah, that was that that was controversial. People freaked out about that. about you Because know, that was mass shootings, and that wasn't as common back then. Mm-hmm. You, know? <laughs> you know, so, but yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, yeah, uh, that, that, that's pretty much all I had. <laughs> what do you got? What's your score? Okay, my score is weird. Okay, I'm going to give it a 4.3. Okay. 
Okay. I know I usually give it like a four or four point five. Like I got to give it a four point three. It's 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 better than like it, this is the best DC movie they've made this decade, in, in my okay. opinion. Better than Shazam and Wonder Woman and even better than Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> so it's their best movie, and I feel like if they you know stay on this track and just they're, they're doing a good thing. I want to make sure that I hope that this movie stays a one shot. You know, and that's yeah, what they were yeah. saying at first. You know, we're just going to do one movie get in because that's why Joaquin Phoenix, you know, he was up for the role of Bruce Banner as the Hulk at first. You know, he was up for Doctor Strange, but he didn't want to sign those Marvel contracts. He didn't want to do a whole bunch of movies. He's like, I'll yeah. do this Joker movie as a one shot and be done with it. And that's it. But then they're looking at the box office numbers on the weekend. And now they're doing interviews and, you know, now they're kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I might want to come back, you know. That easy paycheck. Because yeah. the thing is, Joaquin Phoenix is an awesome actor, but this weekend, he be, just became a movie star. You know, so that's different. You know, people talking about Oscar stuff like that. I, and that's another thing about it. Like, the movie is messy, everything like that, but his performance was great. Yeah, I mean, you know? he's a great actor. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he, cared, he cared to perform. People want to argue about whether yeah. he was better than Heath Ledger or Jack Nicholson or whatever like that. We shouldn't really I mean, worry did, about that did, because... Did he win... I know he was not nominated for Walk the Line, but did he win? I don't think he won. I don't think he's ever won an Oscar. I think I think he's been nominated three times. Yeah, I know he was nominated, but I don't know. If, I know I think Reese, I saw, I I think saw Reese Witherspoon. I think won, but yeah, um, I don't she think won. He, yeah, for supporting. Yeah, but I don't think he won. But, no. So yeah, so that's the thing about it. So I, honestly, I think he's a shoe in a list. There's just some performance I haven't seen before. Maybe that Indian movie War. You know, <laughs> wild out to this or shit. But honestly, as far as I'm concerned, I think he's a runaway with it. But you know how you know the Oscars are with comic book movies. Yeah, Black Panther won, and yeah, Shape of Water won. But there's no you know black people are fish monsters in this movie. You know, it's a movie about a, a white dude that shoots people. You know. Yeah. So I don't know if that you know if they want to reward a movie like that. You know, the critics yeah. are already doing their best to trash this movie to begin with. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, yeah, I, yeah, it's whatever. I mean, whatever. And, and I, another, like a, another thing about this movie that, okay, yes, he's crazy. Arthur is crazy to begin with. Joker is really crazy to begin with. But the movie did do a good job of making him relatable. I feel like they did. Yeah. You know? I yeah. mean, he, he's got the basic things that make you relate to a person. He's got a shitty job. Yeah, you know, that'll make you relate to him. This is a human a human side. The mm -hmm. humanities the, the the Joker with humanity. The Joker humanity. <laughs> I mean, at first, like before he became the Joker, this was his thing. You know, like he he has yeah. a dream. You know, he mm -hmm. wants to be a comedian. You know, yeah. not very good at it, but that's that's what he <laughs> wants to do. You know, yeah. he has a crush on a girl. That's way out of his league, but that's what he wants. You know, yeah. so these are the things he wants to happen. So when you put those three things together, I'm like, you know, I hope this guy makes it. I hope you know he gets what he wants. You know, but you know. This isn't going to happen. You know, this movie. And that's the thing. Like, is this story a tragedy? Or is it a comedy? I know he said that in the middle of the movie, but we got to think about it, you know, because let's just jump right to the end of the movie with spoilers. Eli, did he get everything he wanted? I, no, no, I, not I think yet. He did. I mean, he got his. I mean, he created whatever, but I mean, at the end, you talking about the very end or are you talking about what he did? Ah, that's right, because yeah. like three different movies at the end. Oh, <laughs> three different endings. But, let's get into spoilers. Let's get, let's yeah, get in, let's yeah, talk okay, let's about, yeah. 
so what this move, what happens is he wants to, yeah, the Joker wants, or Arthur wants to be this comedian. Mm-hmm. He, um, there's a talk show host played by Robert De Niro. He's like a, like the, the Tonight Show or whatever, and he wants to get on that show and perform. Basically, king and, of comedy. Yeah, basically the king of comedy. <laughs> That's where the king of comedy scenes. Right. And he imagined there's those scenes where he's imagined himself on the show, or he plays the, you know, the, he's playing the, the the show on TV, and then he sits on his couch and pretends like he's being interviewed. That's like right out of King of Comedy. Mm-hmm. So he longs to do that. In the end, he finally gets a chance to be on the show. Um, after he's done all this fucked up shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he gets on the show and then admits that he killed some people. And Admitting his crime was also taken from King of Comedy also. Yeah. And then, um, and then he ends up, spoilers, he ends up shooting the, the host on live TV. Mm-hmm. And which, well, there was already riots that had triggered. There was already a bunch of riots that had been triggered already, and we got and we got to back up and actually explain why why the riots happened also because that's yeah because that was murky that see that's I thought it was a little murky where I felt like they really needed to um show more of that because they kind of just like okay I, I agree with you I agree with yeah. you it wasn't because that was a very important part of the movie and they, they yeah. felt like they kind of flew through that part. You know? Yeah, they, they kind of, so... But it was yeah. very important to the plot, because basically what they're saying, they said at the very beginning of the movie that, you know, they were on a, you know, the garbage people were on a, on a strike, because you know, the government wasn't getting paid anything like that. So yeah. they were just throwing just trash just in the street. You know, mm-hmm. that's people upset about. So, what, the reason the whole riot, I mean, not the riot, but just the, you know, the upset or the protests in general happened started because of the Joker. Because he got, you know, assaulted by three Wall Street assholes. Yeah. You know, they all work for Wayne Enterprises. So when he shot them, you know, people had more sympathy for them than the victims he they were beating up. You know, mm-hmm. and even Thomas Wayne came on the TV said, oh, they just shot my, you know, my employees because they're jealous of them. And anybody that can't, you know, pull their own stuff by their own bootstraps and get to where those guys were, they're just a bunch of clowns. So when yeah. he said that. That's when all set up. You can you can uh, say that to like you know I guess when Hillary called everybody deplorables or whatever. Yeah. You know yeah. it kind of remind me of that. But that's basically how the it, it felt like you know okay if you're gonna treat us like clowns then we're gonna act like clowns. Yeah. You know. And, and that's where like they they sort of well oh so 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 three rich guys got shot on the subway fuck them right you know? <laughs> like everybody in the hood were like who cares you know yeah. it, it's so the same sort thing of, Heath Ledger yeah. said in the old movies like a gangbanger gets shot and no one cares. But, yeah. you know, one little mayor, everyone loses their minds. You know, the same yeah. thing happened. You know? So that's what starts this sort of protest movement about against Wayne Enterprises. And because he wants to run for mayor and all that shit. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he, that's where it starts. But right. they don't, and like he I already said, said, since he already called, you know, the underclass clowns, he doesn't care about the underclass. So that's why yeah. they're protesting against him. And that's why they're protesting. That's why they're starting to put on clown masks and stuff and, and protest and shit. And that's what, you know, that I felt like they should have went into that a little bit more just to flesh it out. I felt that was just an afterthought. But I kind of um, understand why they didn't, though, Eli. Yeah, because it is it is basically from the Joker's perspective. Exactly. It's, it's from it's his all, per- yeah. perspective. Right. So everything yeah. may not be happening the way we think it's happening. Yeah. It's just so, that's how he yeah. sees it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he kind of. Uh, I think. And let's get into spoilers, because this is what I thought was gold. Oh, before we do that, before we do that, I, I know you're going to get spoilers, but the train sequence when he shot those Wall Street assholes, that actually stuck out to me. Okay, 
So, uh, let me ask you how you felt in this scene. So, he had three Wall Street dudes jump him. He had a gun mm -hmm. on him. He shot two that were really going to fuck him up. But the third one ran away. Yeah. Now, how did you feel when he chased him? How did I feel? Yeah, how did you feel? Um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> the reason I'm asking this. Like, 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 did I have a hard on or something? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Okay, damn it. I just like, Not yeah, he I mean... <laughs> he... <laughs> no, he chased him down and killed him. This is all that. That was a conscious decision on him where like the first two were self-defense. Right. The last one was no. Now he's he's straight up murder. Right. This but how did we as an audience feel about that? I'm even asking myself that question and asking the listeners that. Like when he was chasing a guy that no longer posed a threat to him, did we want him to kill that unarmed guy? Did we, you know, or did we like, you know what, leave that guy alone? You already got these other guys. What would have happened if that other guy would have got away? Would we have felt you know, bad about like, oh man, he got away. Or did we want the Joker to empty a clip in him? Well, I don't really, I think I wanted him, but I just expected him to. <laughs> I mean, because I, I felt like I, I was trying to feel in the energy of the crowd, like the crowd wanted him to catch that guy, you know, yeah. and the empty clip in him. So at that point, are, are we becoming just as sociopathic as the Joker in that one scene? Can well, we understand the, where he's coming from? That's the question of violence and art. Yeah, right. Why? Why? That 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 has always been a question. Right. This isn't John Wick with three, you know, assassins coming at him, you know, in a train and he's fighting these guys off. These guys are unarmed. You know, yeah. one guy poses no threat to him whatsoever. He be, he goes from prey to predator. But at the same time, I feel like even even me. Yeah, I did have a heart on Eli the whole time. It looks like a chub. <laughs> you know? Like, get those motherfuckers. Right. And then I had to think I had to catch myself at the wild. Like, why did I want him to shoot down this unarmed guy? You know, at the end of the day, I mean, because the guy that posed no threat to him, I understand the other two guys, but this other guy, if he ran away, that's that's on them. But no, he wants to make sure everybody dies. And then that's when he, I guess the first time he feels like he becomes a joke, because the first time anybody ever noticed him, you know, yeah. wearing clown makeup before before the clown makeup, he was invisible. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I didn't. I mean, I didn't read too much. I mean, mm -hmm. for one thing, I guess I wasn't connecting with him as much as I maybe like identifying with the guy as much, mm -hmm. you know, for them for, to, like I said, I didn't feel sympathy for him. Um, I guess I kind of did a little bit and, until yeah. he like really went off the deep end toward the end. But I, I feel like at the first, first act, I kind of did feel a little sympathy for him. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel mean, like the first, always bad shit well, happening to him. Well, that's the thing is like the first act was just going through the motions of, okay, this guy's life sucks and we're going to see him get, go through some shit and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's what I expected. So, I guess there was that disconnect for me, you know, <laughs> I guess, you know, that was just me, my personal, like, okay, I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm just watching ta a taxi driver imitation. Right. You know? <laughs> that's, that's, for, that's what I was, what it was for me. <laughs> so maybe I should go take another look at it. But, um, but I guess I wasn't really, I just, okay, he's the Joker where he's supposed to. Right. Which... But, but, but he's not the Joker <laughs> yet. We know he's becoming the Joker. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, you know, Anakin killing those kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But, yeah, I know you want to talk about Thomas Wayne. Yeah. So should we get into that part? Because this is what, like, really blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So at one point he, like, finds out that or there's a letter or something that his mom wrote or something mm -hmm. that claims that Thomas Wayne got her pregnant and yep. that Arthur might be – Thomas Wayne's illegitimate son. Mm -hmm. 
And now I went, whoa. Which would make him Batman's brother, right. Which would make him Bruce Wayne's brother. And that's when I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, you know, you had my curiosity. Now you got my attention. Like you're doing something different. Okay, movie. I'm yeah, with you. Where are you going to go that's with when I That's when I sat forward like, okay, movie. <laughs> I'm watching you now. <laughs> and that scene where he goes to Wayne Manor and sees young Bruce. Right. That was fucking gold. Yeah. I mean, as a Batman fan, as a comic book fan, I mean, like that scene when he goes up to Bruce Wayne as a little kid and he's makes him smile. And when sh- he's trying like, to make him smile. Yes. Which is what well, he's Bruce, always trying to do. Bruce Wayne never smiles. I'm like, right. holy shit. I just like, like, wow. Okay. That's why I said this is where that movie got its own identity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's where, yes, that's where Joaquin Phoenix defined himself as this Joker. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's where it, it stopped being the taxi driver ripoff. It started becoming its own movie. That's when I was like, okay, now, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then Alfred comes out, and I was like, whoa, you know, yeah. Not it was that wasn't just fan service. That was just this is the lore because until then, you kind of forgot you were watching a Joker movie, right? You know? Or a Batman get, movie, right? Just this <laughs> pathetic know, loser just walking around. Just... Yeah, like you don't know. If it was called something else, you would have never known this was Gotham. See, I'm thinking, I'm watching the movie, and this is New York the whole time. Yeah, every time they even you know? say Gotham, it it, take, it takes me out for a second. Like, Got, Gotham, what? Oh yeah, this is this isn't New York. This is Gotham. City. <laughs> right. You know, and that's the same feeling I got. While I remember watching Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. I was so enthralled in you know Bruce Wayne's journey that when he started making the Batman, so I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna become Batman. Mm-hmm. Like you can see <laughs> yeah. the pieces of the puzzle coming together. Yeah, and that's that's when that moment happened. I was like, oh, "Okay, now." That's when I perked up and like, "Okay, now you got me." You know. <laughs> and the funny thing about Thomas Wayne is that they were actually going to cast Alec Baldwin as him at first. Okay. And but that, you that. know, you, and you know why, right? Because of Saturday Night Live. Oh, I don't remember why. Oh, you don't watch Saturday Night Live? I've got you. Got to start watching Saturday Night Live. That's pretty good. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, he does like this Trump impression. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they were gonna anyway. make Thomas Wayne like this Trumpian character. You know, yeah, I kind of got to... that. Yeah. I kind of got that feel from yeah that Thomas Wayne was kind of like a Trump as character. Yeah, which is a different take you know, Thomas Wayne. Yeah, I mean Thomas Wayne's an asshole. In this and, and you know what? But Eli, we we read comics. They've been treating Thomas Wayne like an asshole for a while now. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's the <laughs> bad guy in the comics now. Yeah, he's bad Batman. <laughs> right. <laughs> and on top of that, I mean, there's even one uh, variation of the origin where they said Thomas Wayne used to be a mob doctor. Okay. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. when the when the mob used to, you know, get shots of like that, they didn't want to be on the books. So they went yeah. to Thomas Wayne. He was a direct guy. However, they knew he knew too much. And so Joe Chill wasn't a random mugger in the alley. He was actually a hired assassin. Mm-hmm. So that's one way about it, basically to shut up Thomas Wayne and basically like kill the whole family, but he just couldn't find himself to kill the boy, you know, mm-hmm. or, yeah. but, but, or something like that. But basically always, be, always a simple nugget that maybe Thomas Wayne isn't this, you know, this figure that Bruce thinks he is. Yeah. He is maybe this asshole. Yeah. So. so, yeah, when that scene happens, when you, we find out that maybe he might be, you know, Bruce Wayne's brother. Mm-hmm. You know, then he kind of like, what the hell? And then he asks his mom. His mom ends up having a stroke. 
And then he finds out that his mom was actually committed to Arkham. Right. And that he was adopted. And that just shatters his world. Because he thought somebody might have loved him. Or yeah. there might be, or he might be destined for greater than this shithole life he's in right now. Yeah. They were like, "Nah, he's actually even worse than what he thought he was." Yeah, and it turns out that his her boyfriend abused him, and that's what gave him some sort of head trauma, and that's why he's got this laughing condition. Yeah, because he you know? laughed through the pain. Like whenever you know traumatic situations are going, whenever he feels yeah. nervous or angry or scared, he he starts laughing. Yeah, and it was like this condition, but it was because he had some sort of head trauma from a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this triggers him and this is what I thought was quite disturbing mm-hmm. as he goes and visits his mom in the hospital right? and then kills her because <laughs> right. the thing is the boyfriend abusing him he blocked that out Yeah, he doesn't even remember that stuff happening yeah and that she was adopted and all that shit or he adopted her or what, right. you know what I mean and he but here's the thing Eli or was he Nah, because ooh, there's some because there's some other information that was thrown out there also that makes it ambiguous. Okay, now when he goes back to you know his own place, he pulls out a picture, a old picture of his mom. Mm-hmm. You know, she looking like sexy and shit like that. And on the back of it, it reads, "I love your smile." Dot dot dot. T W. Oh really? Yeah. So they had a relationship. But how deep the relationship, we don't know. It wasn't confirmed. Yeah. So Thomas Wayne, one thing we do know that's always consistent in every single, you know, Batman lore, Thomas Wayne is a, you know, a high-profile doctor. He probably runs Arkham Asylum. He could have had that yeah. paperwork forged. Yeah, he could have. You know, to, yeah. to do a cover-up, you know, because like, he's rich. He didn't want this stuff getting out there. Did he got the, you know, the, the housekeeper pregnant? And, you know, he's got the illegitimate son, you know, that's, you know, got mental uh, mental illness, mental problems. Mm-hmm. He wants nothing to do with him, even if it is his son, you know. So, and, but the thing is, at that point, when Joker sees that, when Arthur sees that, he's just like, at that point, he no longer cares. He doesn't care yeah. whether or not they're telling the truth or not. He crumbles up, he crumbles up the picture and throws it in the trash. Yeah, but there was that scene when he goes to Arkham and he's talking to the file clerk. Right. And he's trying to get the file on his mom and she goes, oh, well, she had this kid. And blah 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 blah, and he goes, "Wait a second, you're her son," and then he's got this horrified look yeah. of what had happened to that. He knows what had happened to this kid. Right. He's like, "Holy shit, this is this kid's probably fucked up." Because <laughs> he was has a, information that, we don't have yet. Yeah, and that's that was another good scene. I thought it was like, "Wow, what what had happened to him?" Yeah, they don't shout really out go to Paperboy from Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> get your money. <laughs> yeah, you know, so that that that's when the movie sort of, and then. Another thing that like really creeped me out mm-hmm. is when you find out that the chick he had a crush on. Yeah. None of that shit happened. None of it happened. It was all in his head the whole time. It was, I, it was, was like, Club. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. This and I don't understand why, why I didn't catch. I don't know why it caught me off guard. I should have paid it because the signs were there the whole time. Yeah. Like when it, they revealed that, that's when I, I think I got a shiver down my spine. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy, okay, this motherfucker's nuts. <laughs> cause she, cause she walked in the room. She was like, who are you? Your name's Arthur, right? I'm like, oh shit. She didn't even oh, know who he is. Oh shit. This is all in his head. He was imagining this shit the whole time. She was there like, at the oh, comedy club. They yeah, never went out. They, they never made out or nothing. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh man. Man. Yeah, okay, he's nuts. Yeah, this guy's And crazy. plus, Eli, we don't know what even happened to her in the movie. Yeah. All we know is that he put a, you know, he put his imaginary fingers to his head like a gun, phew, did that, and then walked out the room. 
Mm-hmm. And then we hear sirens in the background. So we don't even know what happened. We probably yeah. don't want to know. I think if they would have shown what happened, that we would have no longer been on Arthur's side then. Yeah. Because every, like I said, everybody that he's done something to up to that point, in his mind, he's justified. He might have justified with her too. Oh, you don't remember me? You've been with me the whole time? He might have flipped out on her too. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we gotta all, t- yeah. Okay. I was gonna say, cause we could talk about the other part when now he's like full Joker. You know, he's he's going off the deep end now. You know, his 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 boys come in to con- console yeah. him for for his mom's death. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm celebrating. <laughs> I'm glad the bitch did. You know, stuff and like that, that. That was a great scene. Yeah, that, that whole again, scene. That was like the most Joker scene in the movie. Yeah, like that's where he like that defined his Joker. Yeah. That was the scene that okay, this is his. Yeah, and it's a scene that you can't do in the other Batman movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the reason and, it's rated R, you know. And it's funny. It was, like, so funny. And, like, and that's where you get that. And it's hard to pull off dark comedy like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that reminded me of, of uh, like, Goodfellas when they shoot Spider in the foot. And then later Joe Pesci's character shoots him. And it's it's this really fucked up scene, but it's also hilarious, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but, and, and, you know – you know, and Tarantino can do that shit too in his movies, where just someone's death is just fucking hilarious. Right. And and but that scene was fucking funny. And it, right, because it, it's 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 hard to pull off a scene like that in a movie like this because the movie's trying to be super super realistic. But when you yeah. start killing people in funny ways, that could take you out of the realism. You know, but it, it, it still maintained it in this one. What was so disturbing? Like it was very disturbing. Like because he just knifes the big guy. Yeah. And then the, the 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 midget friend or the little person friend freaks out and he's <laughs> horrified. Right. And just hearing him scream and cry was actually I found quite disturbing. I'm like, whoa, that's kind of fucked up and eerie. Mm-hmm. And then as the scene plays out and the door's locked, he's oh, you can go. <laughs> <laughs> and the door was locked, but he can't reach the lock. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like, did he, did he, is he fucking with them? Like, <laughs> I was like, this is like, psych, I'm gonna kill you. You know. <laughs> This is, this is so wrong, but I'm laughing. <laughs> Especially when he walked past me, like, ah, oh, he, like, jumped out of yeah, yeah, like, ah, joke's on you. Like, that, okay, that's where Joaquin Phoenix defied himself as this Joker. Right. You know? you know, so, so. And, like, from that point on, he is the Joker in this movie. Like, yeah. like Arthur Fleck is basically dead, mm-hmm. you know, at that point. So, but here's the thing, Eli, this is what I'm saying about per, the one of the things in the movie is perception. <clears throat> now, if we just go this movie by Arthur's point of view, every single bad thing in this movie happened because of that big dude. You know, okay. sold him the gun, lied on him. I mean, gave him the gun, lied on him, said he tried to buy the gun off him a week ago, you know, all stuff like that. But at the same time, the big guy says he didn't do that. He didn't give he didn't uh give him that gun. So who are we to believe? Why do we automatically believe that Arthur was telling the truth in that situation that he was done wrong? Yeah. What I mean, if, that's that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What if the big guy was telling the truth the whole time? You know, what if Arthur did try to buy the gun from him a week ago and bought the gun from him and stuff like that? And he, it's exactly how he said it was. But since, and Arthur is justifying it in his head, this guy needs to die because of what he did. Like I said, this movie, if you want to talk about mental problems and mental issues, the Joker in this movie, Arthur in this movie, is a textbook narcissist. Yeah, it's everybody's fault except his. 
Yeah. So yeah. that's why he's blaming everything on this big dude. Because why would the big dude, if he know he did that fucked up shit to him, why would he come to his house with some drink, uh, with with a bottle to console him with his mom if he fucked him over like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that 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 definitely raises a question. I mean it's all yeah. Again, like this is all how you perceive the movie. Right. What you see, what the viewer sees. I mean, that's that. That's what the Killing Joke was. Mm-hmm. You know, I read the Killing Joke back in the day. I never saw any rape. I never saw Batman kill the Joker. But until years later, oh no, Joker rapes Batgirl and because of the internet, Bat, Bat, Batman <laughs> kills the Joker at the end. I'm like, what? I never saw that. Right. So that's y'all putting that shit in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't blame me. I'm not in this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean, I, that's that's where your mind is. <laughs> I'm just reading a comic book here. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, it's so, yeah. a it's a lot of fucked up shit to happen in this movie. And then, like I said, the the last scene. Now, for for the most part, we've been saying that this movie has nothing to do with the with the Batman comics or DC comics in general. However, this last scene when he goes to the talk show, that is actually ripped directly from The Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, scene for scene, uh, yeah. he go even to the point where he kisses uh kisses the, the lady, doctor. yeah, yeah, because yeah. in the comics, you know, it was for for those too young to know what this Zsa, is. Zsa Gabor. And, well, yeah. I think it was Doctor Ruth. Was it Doctor Ruth? It was Doctor Ruth. Yeah. Okay. Or like a Doctor Ruth type character. Yeah. You know, sex object yeah. back then. So, but in the comics, when he kissed her, she got all Jokerized and started laughing. She like that. But this yeah. is just planning to kiss her. So as soon as he walked out, I knew he was going to kiss her. And I'm like, if he knew he if he kissed her. I know where this story is going, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. But of course, yeah. in the in the movie, they toned it down what it was in the comics. But they they had to. If they did exactly like it was in the comics, then this movie would have where been he, too controversial because where he smoke, where he jokerize or joker toxing the whole audience. Exactly, like kills everybody <laughs> in the, in the audience or and wrote out he, on he didn't have joker out, gas, but you know yeah. Yeah, Joker got and rode out on a fucking doll, robot doll. Right. <laughs> okay, that would have been too weird. But let's say if he would have just opened fire on the entire crowd or some shit. Yeah. You know. Which is or, what I was which is what I was like kinda wondering. You know, which yeah. is what when I first saw the trailer, I was like, that would be cool if he just kills the audience. There was no Eli, there was no fucking way he was gonna do that in this movie, in this climate. I know it would have been cool. <laughs> <laughs> or like, like I said, he has like people on the street that are dressed up his him as the Joker. So he could get a, could have got them to you know to you know attack the studio and everybody would have got shot. Yeah, or something. If he wanted to, you know. You no, know, but but what um but what kind of I found disturbing was like he was where he kind of reveals that he was planning on killing himself. Yeah, that's the uh, thing. You know the knock knock joke, and he you know he was like rehearsing it. And that's weird because Todd Phillips, you know, the guy who directed this movie, he back in the day, he made a documentary on Gigi Allen. Now, for those for those who don't know who Gigi Allen is, he's this fucked up punk rocker, you know, uh, who had a band and he was a really controversial figure. He used to shit on stage and rub it all over himself. And yeah, he was fucked up and like go beat people in the audience. And he always said that he was going to kill himself on stage but he od'd before that happened but todd phillips made a documentary mm-hmm. about him, you know before the hangover movies and all that shit but uh, but that's kind of where that you know i can see that thread like okay that's what he was planning on doing so i was kind of wondering is that what he's gonna do you know yeah but, i mean like um, i said this is a completely different take on the joker so they could have done anything yeah you know so, 
But the so, thing yeah. is that that kind of sums up what what one of the main themes of the movie was also because Joker that like the whole reason he became the Joker was because of something that you know Murray Franklin called him that he didn't even remember calling him. It was another insult, just like the clown insult. Yeah. You know, you call me a Joker, you don't think anything about me. I'm gonna own that name. You know, yeah. and, and the whole point of the movie was about you know about. And that's that's why we're tying this back to Ty Phillips. How he's saying woke culture and cancel culture, trying to cancel him. Because at the end of the movie, basically the whole point is that Joker is not funny. That's the whole point. But at the same time, he doesn't find the shit that other people find funny funny either. Yeah. So he's telling these fucked up jokes, doing these fucked up shit. He he thinks killing people is funny. That's him. But people think making fun of him and his mental illness is funny. You're like, okay, y'all don't find the shit I think is funny. I don't find the shit y'all think is funny either. Well, it's a definite comment on what is perceived acceptable in this day and age. Because yeah, that, that, and that's he, the thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. He goes out on stage in the clown makeup. You have Mark Maron's character. like, hey, man, you can't go out on the fucking on stage wearing a clown makeup. We got all these riots going on. And the people are dressed up in clown masks and blah, 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 blah. And, mm-hmm. you know, these cops got killed or whatever and you know we can't do you can't go out on stage on the clown with the clown makeup and because people are going to get pissed off it's like that yeah you can't you know trying to you know rein back art or censor art because it might you know people might get offended right you know, that or, was or another way to look at it of it like let's take joker for a comedian he's just doing what he does however every action he takes people are politicizing it yeah you know like yeah. the clowns on the street you know Mark Marin, like you said, everybody's polit- politicizing every action he's taking. He's just doing something. Yeah. You know, but that's really the world no we method, live in yeah. now. There's no method yet to what he's doing. He's just mad. Right. He's just crazy. <laughs> but we're making it bigger than what it is. Yeah. And that's where the movie, the very ending, that talk show scene lost me. Um, and I knew that was going to happen. I knew what was going. It's just the delivery where... The Joker just sort of rants, goes on that rant, mm-hmm. and it's just this sort of whiny crybaby rant, and yeah. they're just having that. Ext- it just it was just a Facebook thread to me. I, I agree you know? with you. I felt like that rant. You know? I mean, because I was like, okay, the whole movie is supposed to you sum up its point in this rant, bring it home, and I, I yeah. don't feel like it brought, it brought it home. No, it just basically it just told us how to feel. I felt you know, right. like we already know how he felt. We already know his frustrations and how miserable he was and all his struggles and all the shit he went through. We know all that because that's what we just sat through for the last two hours. We don't need to have them have him explain it to us. That's where I was like, okay, now the movie's trying to tell us how to feel, trying to tell us how to think, trying to give us the answer at the end. It's like, we don't need that. We could right. figure that out on his own. I just felt that, you know, it, he was just kind of whining at the end. Like I said, it was like a like yeah, it was like an argument on the internet between Arthur and and Robert De Niro's character. They're just kind of going back and forth. Like I said, like an argument on the internet, mm-hmm. you know, this this and what about this and blah 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 blah, you know. And that's where I'm like, okay, now I kind of like eh. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I kind of felt the movie kind of lost its steam, you know, and the rest was this whatever. Yeah, the rest was then the city just finally, you know, broke down in, in violence, you know. Chaos. Chaos. And he was reveling in it, you know. Yeah. That's why I said at the end of the movie, he got what he wanted. The city is tearing itself apart in his name, you know. Yeah. Because he's a narcissist because, oh, why does he want to tell jokes? Why does he want to be a comedian? 
One, because he wants to be famous. He wants to be recognized. That's really all he wants. And at the end of the movie, that's what he got. Yeah. So a lot of these sociopath mass murderers, oh, yeah. that's why they do a lot of this shit to get famous, to get, you know, known, recognized like that. And yeah. then, like I said, uh, we also got to talk about this also, because of the violence he started and he created, it ended up killing the Waynes. Yeah. And I and that was another thing I was just like, eh. That was just fan service, I felt. You know. <laughs> it's like we had to like, we had to go there. Like they didn't need to do that. But I guess they're doing it. Hey, hey, well, I mean, because you gotta think about it, Thomas Wayne is an asshole also. So if we're telling this through Joker's point of view, you know, Thomas Wayne should, you know, get it just like Robert De Niro got it. I suppose, but I, yeah, but for me I just felt like Okay, we're just checking boxes. Hey, comic book nerds, you like nerd shit, right? Here you go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we seen the Wayne's die for the 80th yeah. time. On the- yeah, here we go. See the pearl. Here's the pearls. Here's again. the pearls. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I was just like, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. We're just shoving everybody in their starting positions <laughs> <laughs> for the next the next wave or whatever. You know. But at the same time, <laughs> it, it tied into what he was saying because the next scene we see him in the same asylum. Now, how he got in the same asylum, we don't know because he was standing top of a cop car one scene in the same asylum the very next scene. You know, yeah. and then the the therapist was looking at him like, what, what are you laughing at? What's so funny? And then he's thinking about, you know, the Wayne's dying and Bruce is standing there watching his parents die. He thinks yeah. that shit funny as hell. Yeah. And that he caused Batman or this is what caused Batman. Right. He was like, I could tell he you created Batman. Yeah. Right. He created Batman. Like, I could tell you the joke, but you wouldn't get it, you know, yeah. because like I said, the whole movie is about that. What he finds funny isn't the same thing we find funny. And it's vice versa. Just like when he was in the comedy club, he was taking notes. He was always laughing at the wrong shit. Like, mm-hmm. everybody was laughing at the punchline of the joke. He's laughing, like, in the middle of it. He doesn't, like, he's off-centered from what everybody else is doing. Like, the movie's trying to tell you this guy ain't rapped too tight to begin with. Yeah. And it's like, and, like, at the end, when he's, like, you know, he gets the car accident and, and, the, and the riots going on and he stands up on top of the car and everyone's sort of celebrating him. Mm-hmm. You know, did that really happen? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> like, we got to talk this back to a uh, taxi driver, you know, Scorsese, because yeah. some people think I've heard some theories on Twitter that, you know, like when the, when the car crashed, some people are saying that he died. And the fact that he was standing on top of the cop car like a god, you know, being worshipped. With oh. all these clowns tearing apart the city, that's just like his ultimate dream. You know, they dream his head. Just like uh, in Taxi Driver when he went into the brothel and he got shot. You know, yeah. but at the end, you know, he's driving a Taxi Driver with Civil Shepherd. Oh, can I say Civil Shepherd was fine as fuck back in the day? Back in the day? Last picture show? I don't remember that. I, I don't remember old Civil Shepherd. <laughs> so that's the, but you never anyway, watched Moonlighting back in the day? <laughs> she was okay in Moonlight, but in this one, she was like hot, you know. <laughs> She was like like MILF in, in Moonlight, you know. <laughs> but but the point I'm trying to make is that a lot of people said that Travis Bickle died in that movie also, oh. and that ending is really just, you know, a, a, him in heaven, basically. Oh. oh, I don't think that at all. I think he survived. But okay. for me, it's like, who's to say that, yeah, he gets all this attention and all this notoriety and things are kind of cool for a while, but who's to say that he doesn't end up going crazy again? The guy is a psychopath. True. <laughs> he so. just had he just had an outlet for his homicidal tendencies. Right, because he was you about know? to kill the politician. He was going to kill the politician. He he already just killed, like the Joker. He, he was a Vietnam vet. He killed in Vietnam. He killed that robber who was robbing the store. Mm-hmm. He was already on this violent path, and he buys all these guns. And then he just had, you know, he had 
something to focus his anger on through the pimps and the pushers that he and, and Jody Foster and all that shit. Right. Because so that, as a politician, yeah. that's too tough. He has too much security. Yeah. Pimps and pushers, you can just kill them all at random. Yeah. No one would care. Yeah, he was, you know, he, he, but yeah, and that's kind of why we rooted for him because he was taking care of the scum, you know, these scumbag pimps and shit, right. you know, and that's how it went. And but who's to say he doesn't go crazy again? You know, that's what that's the the brilliance of Taxi Driver. Yep. Like it kind of ends on a, on a on a high note, but you don't know the guy's fucking fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> So, but the same thing with the Joker. Like, we don't know what happened, what didn't happen. You yeah. know, uh, even in the end, when he's talking to the therapist, he walks out. You know, he's got blood on his feet. You know, bl- bl- bloody footsteps. But did he kill her? Is that all in his head? We don't mm-hmm. know. Oh, and the very end of it, that was ripped out from uh, King of Comedy, also. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Ruby Pinkett, like that old, what was that like? It was like a Bugs Bunny cartoon or some shit, wasn't it? Like he runs one way. Uh, security chasing oh yeah, yeah 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 straight out of kings of comedy so they they know what they were doing with that so yeah like i said the the movie it knew what it was doing it, it knew what parts that it took some old movies that weren't really successful at the time and the younger audience wouldn't recognize them anyway especially the audience looking for a joker movie wouldn't recognize these movies anyway no and so no. so they knew what they were doing you know yeah um Overall, like I said, it's, it's a bunch of breakdown, but it was it was a good discussion because the movie is bringing up topics and it's going to bring up more topics as it goes along, especially since now that everybody has seen the movie. Because before, we just had critics seeing the movie and they were pretty much painting the narrative however they wanted to. Now, like I said, looking at Rotten Tomatoes, the critics hate this movie because they think it's going to incite all of this violence and whatever, whatever. So they're trying to trash this movie. you know. But yeah. that's the thing. If you tell somebody don't do something... They're going to go do it. Don't yeah. see this movie. Don't see the movie. You're going to get shot. Well, I got to go see the movie now. Well, it's just like, I think they feel guilty. People, you know, you're not allowed, like, it, it, it just poses the question. Are we allowed to laugh at, at controversial jokes? Are we allowed to be entertained by violence? And if so, does that make us shitty people and all this shit? And that's what they, they get self-conscious about entertainment, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, art doesn't cause... Like they, they did it with Dave Chappelle. Did you see the Rotten Tomatoes uh, score on Dave Chappelle? Yeah. Like yeah. For the first three weeks, it was like zero. Yeah. No. You know, I mean, I can laugh at fucked up jokes. I can, you know, we can laugh at whatever the fuck we want. It doesn't make us shitty people. Mm-hmm. You know, our, it's our actions. <laughs> right. You know, and, and, and that, that's what I think that, that we live in a day, we live in an age where. We live where, in a society. Yeah, where <laughs> people just can't, some people are struggling with that. You know, we, yeah, I, I can see, yeah, there is a need to be woke and to be inclusive and diverse and to be, you know, um, mindful of, you know, other people's cultures and stuff and all that. I can see that. And, but at the same time, you know, we can be entertained by art, you know, right. and without. But, but the thing is, you know, people are using wokeness as a weapon now. They're weaponizing yes. wokeness. Yes, and that's the danger it, part of it. As censorship, it's almost like a sort of a like casual fascism. Right. Know? It's like it's it's put it's limit it's limiting art. It's limiting you know what people are, can say and and that's why I understand what Todd Phillips was saying that woke culture is killing comedy. Right. And it's just the way he said it, but I understand what he's getting at that people are too worried about hurting other people's feelings that they're reining themselves in. They're confining themselves. They can't express themselves freely. 
because of they're gonna where you're gonna hurt somebody's feelings and where's where's the creative outlet for that where, right. and, you know, and that's the thing about what this movie is trying to say it's a metaphor for that because the whole time arthur fleck is basically hanging on to his sanity by a thread but by the end of the movie he is completely embracing the insanity you know yeah. he no longer is trying to be pc he's no longer trying to fit into society okay remember rocky where at the end of rocky he runs up the stairs and he's victorious yeah this movie has the exact opposite of that well he's going you know, down yeah. he's going down he's descending oh, into madness dancing the whole time it's and symbolic it's, it's metaphorical yeah and the dark and i i'll give it this the movie looked great the, yeah, cinematography, the cinematography yeah they need to win something it was they nailed 70s 80s new york they nailed it yeah gritty just a shitty piece of shit hellhole like i that that's <laughs> when i was there <laughs> and that, they nailed it you know Eli, trash Eli. in the street it's, yeah. it's gotham <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like it looked great you know the set pieces they nailed the time period they nailed the look and they nailed that godfather lighting where it was so much shadows it was the the movie was literally dark yeah (laughs) and one thing i will say about this movie also like people saying it's not a superhero movie or doesn't follow in superhero tropes i beg to differ i think the movie actually does follow the blueprint of a superhero movie just in a in a fucked up way for instance he's a normal dude in the movie he puts on a mask but technically it's clown makeup but he still puts on a mask you know he even has superpowers in the movie because putting on the mask inspires madness in other people around him. That's a superpower. But he even uses a superpower one time because when you got the two cops and they chase after him in the train, he doesn't do anything to those cops. He, yeah, he yeah. puts on the mask and he blends in everybody else. So basically the madness that he inspired and created takes out those cops. So he has a superpower, but he's reluctant to do this. He's like, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't do it. But at the end of the movie, he fully embraces the other identity, which every superhero movie ever has done. That's the scene when he descends into madness, descend down the stairs. So the movie actually does follow superhero tropes. It is a superhero movie. It just, it's a different way. To, and then this is the thing that made me so, you know, uncomfortable about this movie. Because the Joker is a madman. He's a sociopath. But there's usually somebody to stop him. At the end of the movie, there's nobody to stop him. He gets everything he wants. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. Like, he, if he's the protagonist of this movie, who is the antagonist? Well, I think the world, I guess. It would, like, his mom was one. I mean, yeah. the, the cops were. I mean, yeah, it was just the situations. I mean, that's the thing. is that That's where it kind of follows the Scorsese formula, mm-hmm. where there isn't, there's no clear third act structure. You know, right. there's no resolution or denouement at the end. It's just this is a character study. Yeah, this is just th- a guy descending into madness. Yeah. And, and, and it's kind of like we like. used to do in the '80s, where we used to uh, glorify like serial killers, like Ted. But like we made Ted Bundy a celebrity. Yeah, you know, we used to have movies and TV series and miniseries, and used to have like whatever '80s heartthrob at the time playing him. It's kind of yeah. the same thing in this. We're yeah. we're glorifying him. We're looking at it through his point of view. Like, the, who was the bad guy in Ted Bundy miniseries? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? and that's what I'm saying. Like movies like Monster. You know, the serial killer, uh, the woman Eileen, what's her name? Right. The serial killer that Charlie's Theron played. You know that that that's what kind of reminded me of of, of you're you're watching a serial killer, the making of a serial killer. 
Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. So it's, yeah. it's not a clear-cut answer who's the antagonist of this. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, like I said, I overall, I thought it was okay. I did like some parts of it. I, but, think, I think I liked yeah. it better than you did. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that's okay. That's okay. Because like I said, we're looking at Twitter, social media, Rotten Tomatoes. This movie is divisive. You know, people yeah. have different feelings about them, which well, even coming out of this movie, I kind of felt like that was going to happen because yeah. people didn't clap at the end of this movie. People were like, no. yeah, you know, people just stand like, what the fuck did I just watch? You know, everybody <laughs> was silent. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, and that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. That's what it was. You know, that's what it was for. This is what, not a fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's Which supposed why... to, you know, make you uncomfortable, yeah. you know, unsettled. It's supposed to be disturbing. Yeah. The movie, you know. Mission accomplished on that part. That's what it, it said. It, it was. I, it, there was some very unsettling parts, very horrific scenes. Yeah, parts that creep me out. I'm like, okay, this is fucked up. I don't like this. I want to watch. Is, a, I want to watch a comic book movie. Damn it. Right. And the thing is, it's not even the most violent comic book movie. Like no. Deadpool is more violent than this. Yeah, and that's cartoony violence. This is like this is more based in reality. True. <laughs> and that and that and that's my thing. I mean, for me, I want to see. I want to see the fantasy. I want. I like. I love the beginning scene in fucking Justice League. I don't give a shit. I like fucking watching Batman in a versus a Parademon. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I like that shit. <laughs> you know. Okay, what I mean? now you gonna get everybody asking for the Snyder cut again. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I like that world. That's what I like about Batman. You want superheroes put- to be superheroes. Yeah, you know, and I, and I wanted Joker to be a Joker movie. I wanted to laugh at the Joker. I wanted to root for the Joker. I wanted you know, to. See I, had, the I had to put out a disclaimer telling parents not to bring their kids to this movie. <laughs> yeah, I know you saw my Facebook because people were actually asking me. They were asking me like, "So Leroy, uh, can I? Oh my, my son will love this movie." I'm like, "What? No, don't bring no, your son to this movie." He'd be bored. He'd be bored the shit out that, of him. That's the thing. He'd be bored out of his mind watching movie. Not because it's too violent. Because bored out of his mind. We yeah. watch R-rated movies all the time growing up. You know, yeah. RoboCop, Terminator, Alien, Predator. We watched all this shit. We turned out fine. I remember hearing people say, I tried to watch Taxi Driver Was Born. I'm like, fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, it's, it's, this is a, I hate to say it, but it's kind of like you have to pay attention to this movie to, like, really appreciate it. This is yeah. an end game. You just watch a whole bunch, or Infinity War. We just watch a whole bunch of shit blow up. And you'd be like, oh, man, look at the action scenes. No, this ain't that. If anybody goes to a Joker movie, this movie, and complain that there weren't enough action scenes, yeah yes you're you're watching the wrong thing you're watching the wrong thing right yeah and that's what i that's what i got from the trail i'm like oh god this is gonna oh yeah this ain't gonna be fun at all (laughs) (laughs) because i was like when i first heard about oh scorsese de niro joker movie right this is gonna be awesome man this is gonna be like a gangster joker movie i'm off that's how they pitched it yeah right like damn a joker as a homicidal hitman fuck yeah i'm there and then I see the trailer, like, oh man, this is some <laughs> sad sap of a motherfucker. Oh man, because we're thinking yeah. he's gonna be the Joker the whole time, not an origin story, but he's gonna be the Joker yeah. as a hitman, just killing people, you know? Yeah, I gotta watch this sad motherfucker. This dude's sad, <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm sad. <laughs> oh man, yeah. hey, have we talked about the movie enough? Sure. <laughs> okay, I, I think I think we got some good. I, I hit all my notes. I took notes for this one. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. If you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Uh, we have a other podcast, Geek Sav, which I'm pretty sure they're gonna talk about all the comic books we didn't talk about. Hopefully, yeah. wink, wink. I'm giving you an idea <laughs> for your podcast. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have Comic Cast. We're definitely going to talk about the comics we didn't talk about. So I'm going to listen to them to hear the shit we didn't talk about. Uh, we have Hoodoo TV. We have Geeks Ass. Uh, the greatest podcast on earth, Talking Balls. Yes, Mr. Destruction. And yeah, oh, yeah. a bunch of other podcasts. Happy anniversary to Outright Geekery. Oh, yeah. Happy anniversary to Outright Geekery. Uh, thanks for not firing me. You know, even though everybody in the comic section always tell you to do it, even though I don't get paid for this shit. But. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the free comics, yo. <laughs> that too. <laughs> oh, and for the free video games. They gave me NASCAR Heat 3 for free. <laughs> Look at you getting all the Yeah, and I played that shit and like that shit and Goma still makes fun of me for that shit, but I don't care. I'll play the fuck out that game. <laughs> uh next week we come in with some more shit. I don't know what we do, but until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we are all clowns. I should laugh, but I cry Because your love has passed me by You took me by surprise You didn't realize that I was waiting Time goes slowly, but carries Everything I had to put the hurt on me